0: days my name is noah and my name is gavin and we're here to discuss part two of night country today's episode is brought to you by tuttle industries and lone star beer headline of the episode the sprawl is real (laughs) the sprawl is real i i i literally the reason I delayed this. You're, I know you've been ready to roll for a little bit. I was yeah. late starting the episode. And mm-hmm. literally had, I literally had to pause it when that happened and run it back three times. And then I had to also take like a 10-minute break because I was like, I can't think about anything else other than what they just said right now. I can't even uh-huh. focus on what's about to happen. And I was like, and there's like 25 minutes left in this episode. Yep. I was like, <laughs> you need to relax and you need to chill out. And then and then just focus on like the rest of this episode. Don't lose your mind. Oh, that's let's that's when you lost your mind? That's that's literally all well, okay. Obviously something hit you even before that. But um Yeah. Okay. Let's uh what what an episode. Uh dude. I I personally I put this akin to uh the season two episode two, where you end it with uh with Farrell getting shot right and it's it's an episode two where you're literally just like wait wait where what are what what are we on what's going on here what yep. are we on the edge of mm. okay so yeah sorry that but yeah where do you want to start brother dude the my jaw hit the floor, detective blanchard my detective jaw hits the blanchard and blanchard here yes well my back. jaw hit the floor
1: when um when Fiona Shaw was like, "Yeah, Travis Cole," I was like, "What? Cole? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, dude, Travis Cole."
0: I got to start watching these twice. I she straight watching these up, twice. when she
1: told her that, I I looked at totally I looked at just, Bex and she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Cole, as in Rust Cole, breezed right the fuck past me, who died leukemia. from leukemia, decided to go in the ice for himself." And now he's coming back in visions because Fiona Shaw knows all about the dead dude. Like, come on, dude. That thing, it's not the drugs that Russ took, dude. His whole family is just like in tune with whatever the hell's going on on the spiritual, supernatural
0: side of everything. That's the first time my mind was blown. Dude, and then you added. Totally obs- this is why we do this. I. I would have gone a whole week. I'm sure they would have pointed out on the multiple podcasts that I'm also listening to. that are covering the show in addition to
1: our show. But uh, every article I've just read in the that just published in the last hour, nobody mentions Travis Cole. They all mention like, oh, hey, they're drinking Lone Star beer, which is Russ's Marty's beer. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, Tuttle Industries. Nobody said a word about the fact that she dropped that she was in a relationship with Travis Cole,
0: which we have to assume is Russ's dad so mr mr david lynch in the snow right doing that guy his interpretive dance flash mob twisted body sort of thing yes uh whatever the hell we're calling that uh definitely the most like straight up lynchian moment in the history of true detective in my personal opinion uh just as a visual homage of anything uh we didn't, I don't even think we talked about that in the previous episode, but that was when I was that was a moment when I was like, Oh, we're going there, baby. We're going there. Uh totally, totally miss that, brother. Dude. Great. Hey, hey, that's why you're a true detective. <laughs> it's the little things. Oh, that's not that's not this episode. Nope. Excuse me. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Travis Cole. Well that I mean it's a whole other, le- they're, they're teasing us pretty fucking yeah, hard. Dude, the, the, I I mean, I literally, mm. I joked last episode that like, oh, McConaughey is obviously coming back. Like, but, uh, I mean, McConaughey watches a real thing now, I think. I think uh, Yeah, definitely. Like, I think we kind of semi kind of called Eccleson too. Incredible it- stuff. Incredible detective work, brother. I can't, <laughs> I'm going to, I seriously, I, I won- we just got back from, uh, TKK and, mm-hmm i i wanted to rewatch the first episode because just in the week of like hearing other people talk about it and just like first episode jitters if you will whatever yeah i i wanted to go back and like okay what did i miss because i know i missed a lot of setup i definitely missed a lot of stuff that maybe we didn't even get to uh but i didn't have time to do that so i dove straight into this one and uh whoa baby whoa baby right, dude We don't have to take the episode in chronological order, but like, do you want to start with the bodies? Because that's kind of where we left off the last episode. Oh, yeah. And just kind of how things still seems like there's more story to come with the bodies as like they're spending most of this thawing. But just what we know, what they've amassed and like the evidence thus far and just actually seeing these things up close to the moment before the credit pop. Mm -hmm. Genuine jump scare. That shit got me. I will mm-hmm. I will admit that as a as a big horror fan who often does not get got by said jump scares, uh, that one totally fucking worked on me. Great misdirect with the the comedy of you're like holy shit, dude broke off an arm and like Danvers, Jodie Foster's giving him shit, and you're so distracted by that, and then it's just oh god, timing was perfect. I Oh okay. yeah, yeah, that, that was a. Is- uh, so, sorry, was that some, like, weird, crazy rigor mortis, or did they then try He's to, alive. Guy, he's out. Okay. Yeah. So, at the end of the episode, they say there's only six here. They got the other guy back. Presume, they get an, we get an update on him, like, right when it comes back from credits, right? He's in
1: a coma. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they put him in a coma. They can't talk to him right now. And then Clark would be the seventh body, but he's not in that group that they move, the body that they move.
0: To the ice gotta watch, Clark. I, I know you were going to nuts the whole episode as soon as dude. it was like, hey, who's the fishiest and who's connected to all of this shit? And by the end of the episode, dude, okay, he's also the only guy um, that's uh, named
1: <laughs> for someone from The Thing. There's nobody else in that group that has a name that's
0: related to the 1980 The Thing. Clark is the only weird, one. There's weirdly a Ralph Emerson. Right, yeah. Not Ralph Waldo Emerson. Ralph Emerson and none of the other Lost names boys, really, none of the other names really stuck out to me. So, sorry, do we get the name of the guy who, who came out? Uh They may say it. I can't remember. Okay. But... I don't know if he's a, I, I was just trying to place, like we saw some, we saw some guys like exercising, some guys in the, uh in the mess hall kind of area. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of like where people guys were cooking. Um, as vaguely as everybody was established in the opening, yeah. I think that's worked to good effect thus far because I think they're gonna like build that out as we discover more about the bodies and everybody's individual back because, like, Clark's obviously like you know next episode seems like it's a manhunt and I immediately was like, oh, dude, they like they're already setting it up like we're gonna get our like action set piece of some sort like probably mid season or like teased and then be the opener for. Episode four, I don't know, but like, I all of a sudden see that trajectory, which I did not see coming necessarily, because I, 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 it just hadn't entered my mind when they first found them at the end. I was like, oh, they only found like three dudes. I was like, where are the rest of them? But when they revealed the block, I was like, oh, okay, they're all going to be twisted and like gnarled together in some like crazy fashion. Um, and dude, I mean, the effects work. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just want to give a little nice little soft clap. Uh, just great stuff, man. I mean, again, continuing the thang vibes that we're loving from episode one, and delving way deeper into. Uh, I mean, we get more of both of the uh, the familial relationships and the partner relationships because it's also we do have a we do have a third partner, which is the uh, the kid. What's the Prior. kid's name? Prior. Thank you. Yeah. Young Prior, Prior Junior, right? Hawks Junior, uh, yeah. Who again? I jokingly said is like you know he's in on it. Blah blah blah. I think more and more I'm just like I, I'm liking this guy, but I still I'm not, you know, keeping my guard up because I think something's off with him and Hawks. Even though we got that scene that I thought might be like a later scene, right? The confrontation between the two of them mm-hmm. and what it was over in the context of this, like kind of lets some of those suspicions off the hook but because i i am just like what's up what's up with hawks man he's got the like mail order bride that clearly is like i i think it's more just a sad thing at this point like he's he's clearly throwing money into it and doesn't get that like she she ain't coming dude no she's like that you're having an entire relationship with an online like you know bot. it's a 40 year old dude definitely 100%. 100%. He's probably not yeah. even chatting with you most of the time. He programmed his AI to like do. the Right. Work. Exactly. Uh Yeah. So that's just, you know, that's kind of sad. I don't know if we're supposed to be laughing at him, but maybe it does seem kind of like kind of a dipshit and not great at his job. But then the, like all of a sudden the menace when he realizes the files are stolen and like straight up slaps the kid, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you know, I'm on, I'm on guard, but I'm further off the scent at this point of it, of the Annie Kay murder having anything to do with this whole mining conspiracy.
1: No, I told her, I told Bex, I was like, it wasn't the mine. It was all Clark. It is
0: 100% like, but here's what I think. And again, I don't want to try and like, you know get too far no, too, ahead of it no or we can whatever. guess it's fine we can keep speculating we can always go back and change what we say when we find out new information but like based on what we learn within this episode and the like what they give us with clark and the fact that they were clearly connected they have the spiral tattoo they were like dating at some point and presumably he brought her into this obsession that he has and it's just it's further confirmation again i think we can say that it's If you want to play with the idea of whatever, it's it's walking the line in a a leftover sort of way of, like, Mm -hmm. is it supernatural? Is it explainable? Right. It's still managing to do that, and I still think there's a way, again, to have your cake and eat it, too. And as much as, like, you as an audience member, you don't have to buy into this whole, like, lore cosmic side of it. You don't have Mm -hmm. to. But, again... I think we have reiterated this on the first episode, but just like understand that I think the characters within this that they, they buy into it, like the oh yeah, hundred percent the the villains of these stories, like they buy into they they're essentially they're cultists, they're just they're cult members mm-hmm. and of varying degrees. But again, the total connection. I
1: mean, oh my god, dude, my just I flip my back even the, worse, dude.
0: The thing that it the fact that a it's kind of thrown away. In a sort of Easter eggy sort of way. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that immediately afterwards, Danvers is like, oh, like, a lot of good, any of that's going to do me. Like, none of that was helpful at all. And you're sitting there as an audience member going like, that was everything. That (laughs) was everything to me. Like, oh, my God. I'm, like, flipping out. And that's always, I think that's always kind of been the tension as well, is, like, how much the detectives themselves are ever going to approach it from that angle of even mm-hmm. addressing, like, is that like, is that what's going on? Right. No, but I think this is maybe the first time. Cause again, if you want to explain away the coal, like visions, etc., as synesthesia, after effects, of the drugs, whatever, if you want, if you want to explain that away, logically, as the show tries to do, um, this, I think, is the first season where we have one of our protagonists who is like truly open to this, which is Navarro. Right. And I think that might, like, that might at- honestly be the window into like fully making the left turn into what some of us have secretly always wanted, which is some fucking cosmic horror, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I need a creature. I'm just. No. You know, I'm just, I love that it's all on the table, but the implica- the the implications, man, the sprawl of the tunnels are in everything. They mentioned cruise lines and dude, I'm just imagining, oh yeah, they're out there looking for like portals in the fucking yeah, ocean. Of course. Like, definitely. They got guys up in this research facility because they're like, we got, we're trying to find some evidence of the ancient ones. They're down there. They're yeah. they definitely down there. Go find them. Like, go, dig them go dig them up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. And they're just, they're, all these guys are isolated. And it's like, what, whether all of them are like on the same page or not, or maybe some of them buy into it more than others. Maybe some of them are not even aware of it. But Clark is clearly like gone full on, like, you know, convert and, you know, how far back that goes. Hmm. Oh, did we finally establish how, how long ago the Annie Kay murder was? No, see, I don't remember. I have to watch it again.
1: There's no establishment for that. There's and there's happened. also, there's no establishment for, like, the Fiona Shaw, uh, Travis Cole stuff. Because in my head, I'm like, the, around the time that his dad goes, quote unquote, goes into the ice and dies of leukemia. What if that's around the time of the Annie Kay murder? And, like, Ross is aware of it and knows she has the tattoo. And that's, like, the kick that sends him back to or like that's around the time that when he maybe discovers that like oh the totals are like funding this research thing that's in the town he didn't really figure it out until he gets back just like because there's no amount of, we don't know the amount of time between like present day and when all this stuff happened like you know in the past it does perfectly to me it perfectly set because like i said that's the first thing i said becky's like what are you talking about i was like if russ that's russ that's got to be russ's dad and she's like what and i was like cole the last name and like she's we both watched season one together once but it's it's when i explained who the totals were and all that she was like oh so like i'm watching it deep in the lore and she's watching it as like logical so it's fun to watch it with her and have her like be there to be like okay but it's this and it's that because she picked up on like the, the end with the trailer she was like oh that's who th- she got the info from the bar guy and it's this dude's trailer because i was like who the fuck's trailer is this and she pulled it, it's like oh it's obviously the guy in the picture raymond clark the one they've been looking for yeah oh okay because i'm just i'm over here just freaking out about total industries and all this other stuff and she's grounded and like here's the facts that we've been presented so that's mm-hmm. been fun thus far
0: and i love the i love the scene between danvers and Pryor in the ice rink when oh, they have the right everything questions? laid out over the bleachers yeah. and like mm-hmm. they just run it down. And mm-hmm. again, I think it's it's a way to, if, if that's where we're ultimately headed, to ultimately end that scene with like, we're not asking the right questions. It's like, maybe you're not because maybe the actual explanation is something beyond your comprehension. And I, you know. What
1: did you, what did you make of the. uh
0: Very, very interesting. Because again. did. Even, even the introduction of the idea of maybe this was, maybe they were murdered, quote-unquote. Right. Even though so much of this stuff is, like, self-inflicted, apparently, and, mm-hmm. like, all their eardrums are blown out immediately. You know, you said Wendigo last episode. I'm like, dude, yeah, I'm thinking of, like, a, a screaming Banshee or something, you know. A, 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 I don't know if Wendigos are, have, like, a sound that they make, but I'm imagining, like, yeah, some, like, in, Incredible, like, piercing thing or whatever. I'm imagining, like, I could be a creature. yeah, sure. I don't, but of course, know.
1: she comes like, out and says, Ain't no Yetis, like, there's no such thing as Yetis. And I'm like, Okay, well, maybe it is a way to go, but they introduced the polar bear theory. And I'm like, Right.
0: I mean, polar yeah. bears have done some wild shit to humans, yeah, like in real life for sure. But, uh, yeah, I just,
1: but we still go back to she's awake, so, and that's the thing that I'm just like, wh- Where does that tie in?
0: Yeah, you know. And they they have now seen that footage as well because of the the sandwich TikTok yeah so and they yeah. don't really address it necessarily but that's also maybe a, and that's again that's Danvers and Pryor seeing that which right. I feel like at some point you know they're not because they're again kind of begrudging Navarro and Danvers are not really sharing a lot of their information or their like right. their legwork with each other. But and they each seem to know
1: what the other needs because she basically is like,
0: you know where to find me. Right. Like, but it's you're going to need me on this. It is frustrating where you're just like, well, if they could kind of get on the same page, because if you show that same footage to Navarro, you know, maybe it means something different to her than right. it does to you. You know, maybe yeah. she's willing to like go uh, float that to Fiona Shaw. So that's Rose, right? Rose, yeah, yeah. We got a lot more with her. Um, just oh man, again, the tra- the Travis Cole thing. Dude. I, I want to go yeah, back dude. and just rewatch that whole scene. I totally, yeah. totally missed that. That, that uh, um, but yeah, the background of so Navarro is the one who found him, right? She found him in the ice, right? So that's that's their connection, and uh, again, that told. Makes sense that he would be the one leading them out to like you gotta go like Mm -hmm. go look at this like okay so this this took me back to something I again while we were just like brainstorming where it might go the whole thing with the tongue Mm -hmm. did we ever get anything in season one with like their tongues being removed I don't think that was a thing right no I don't think so so i took the tongue removal thing as like that's the piece that tries to connect it to the mining company it's trying to be like liar's tongue we're cutting that you know stop mm-hmm. talking right it's, it's a statement sort of thing almost know, where i'm imagining again who knows what happened but clark kills her either solo or in some sort of ritualistic fashion, maybe similar to the video, for instance, that we see in uh-huh. season one, and she's a sacrifice, right? Right. But then it's not staged correctly, right? Right. For whatever reason, they're spooked or or whatever, and he stages it to look like, you know, it's convenient. We're going to make it look like this mining thing. But maybe, maybe wherever we're at in the chronology of whatever's happening with these cults, is like, no, what was, you know, what was discovered in Louisiana? What, uh, oh my gosh, what was our actual, our actual main villain guy's name? Oh, um, Childress. Childress. Yeah. Yes. Not Tom. It was his
1: son, but Childress is the last name. Right. Uh, but
0: yeah, the Walt so, Ledoux were his disciples. Yes. Yeah. So sorry, I lost my purpose. I headed with that.
1: Like, we're like chronologically what we discovered in Louisiana oh, with yeah, children and what was going maybe on out there.
0: The fact that those, you know, what Marty and Russ stumble onto, that was like a public display. That was meant to like catch attention, if you will, or to be mm-hmm. some like public statement or marker of some sort, you know, as
1: part of the ascension. It was meant,
0: yes, it was meant to be found. So he Mm would, yeah, he was, he mentions that. Yes, his ascent, that's what I was trying to get to. His ascension in some level of this. So maybe, hey, she was murdered in this ritualistic fashion or whatever, but it wasn't staged in accordance with like the ritual or whatever afterwards. It Mm -hmm. wasn't public. And because of that, again, I keep coming back to like, why the guys at Salal? Like, why? Why those guys? Here's my thing. They talk about like the research that they're
1: trying to do with digging up core samples is to find something that could stop cellular deterioration. Maybe not necessarily regrow cells, but stuff that could halt cell destruction. So maybe, maybe it's not even a sacrifice maybe she finds out what the whole like crooked spiral thing means. And she's going to go and let her by know like, Hey, this guy that's been going crazy. Cause they talk about Clark had been going crazy. Right. Wasn't app. Ab- it wasn't like, Oh, she died. And he went crazy. He had already been talking to himself, walking around naked, all this kind of stuff. So like he brings her into it. He kind of like lets her in and she's like, this guy's batshit crazy. And he thinks, or she tells him, I'm, I'm going to report you. So he murders her in the ritual, cuts her tongue out, all that. But she had the spiral tattoo before him. That's the only thing, you know, because he got the tattoo from her. Is that
0: established?
1: The tattoo artist says that he got it after he got, he says, oh yeah, he wanted this. And oh, here's where it came from. And the picture was of the two of them with her shirt on. And it was on her back. And they said that he got it four days after her murder, based on the timeline. So that throws a wrench into like, was what did she have something to do with it? Was she like maybe trying to, she was an activist. Was she trying to infiltrate to see what was going on with this because it's related to the mine? Or did she think like, okay, Tuttle, okay, what are they trying to fund up here? Are they funding this mine? Because that's the whole thing. The mine is a great
0: red herring because the mine is its own deal. Total yeah, pays that everything for that, so we're long. Nat- that we're naturally led to be like, oh, the mine's the people we need to look out for as far as the the cover up type people. Because there's always there's always the cover up. Yeah, and they talk there's about the water, the, the water element. being poisoned in the towns and stuff because of the mine. That's causing bar fights in this episode, you know? Right. Again, a logical explanation for something that could be far more nefarious and right. unknown. Uh That these people could be something in the water could be these people being conditioned or like tuned to a certain frequency, if you will, to be manipulated. The way we see that guy, like vibrating, almost like he's on the end of like an antenna or something, like or an electrical current. That is Clark in that moment. Yeah, yeah. He's the one who says she's 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 awake. awake. She's awake. Okay, but like, yeah. I'm just I don't know. There's also, I'm sorry, the electricity, just an, another nice Lynchian connection. That's a total Twin Peaks thing. It's just yeah. like the connection, don't. electricity electricity. Um, okay, so oh, what, what else do you want to hit? We got, uh, again, Dude. we got so much information.
1: Um, yeah, we, we got a lot anybody, of information. Anybody is... that
0: came out of this episode like, oh man, like nothing, you know, no, not even a foot chase. Like, mm-hmm. where's the excitement? I dude, I was glued to the screen. Um, oh. I mean, did you did you
1: watch her and Eccleson fuck? I mean, come on, man. That's what we found. <laughs> oh, out. Yeah. that's the biggest piece of oh, info. She is fucking everybody. Yeah, Danvers like there's a point when she says, around. Where do you do you still she keep the cans gets here? Around. <clears throat> she said she asked her, Do you still keep the cans here? And I said out loud, Oh, don't tell me they fucked. Like I just <laughs> said that out loud. Like they these are the closest partners in history. Russ and Marty got close because you know, Russ hooked up with Marty's wife. Not kind of against his will. The two, the season two partners, they less, were. Unless we ever
0: forget, brother. Yeah. You don't mow another man's lawn. Man's lot. Lot. yes. You never know, mow another man's yeah. lawn.
1: Yeah. So like, yeah, when she said that, I was like, bruh. Okay, so Hawks, that school teacher dude who was explaining to her stuff that she went to go see, fucking Eccleson, And now I'm like, who has who she not slept with? Oh, wow. and it, because it's a small because, town. but it it toes that line because like she makes her you know prior stay with the body, she goes over to like, and sees his child and whatnot and he's talking like pit, to pick up her daughter quote unquote right so you add in that guy as well, and I got weird vibes later when they're discussing thing of like does she want to fuck John Hawks' child? Like, does she want to hook up with this young kid too? Like, is she just fucking everybody? I didn't Which isn't a bad, I mean, it's not a bad thing. You know, women can do whatever they want, but it's just, you get a lot of like, you've got, it, it gets to the point where it's like, I think whatever happened to bring her, and he, he, Eccleston even says like, you were with him. Well, no, we were on a break at this point. You know, Yeah. And they, so, so
0: one of my favorite scenes of the episode is Danvers, uh, stepdaughter and Mm -hmm. prior in the hockey rink talking about their parents Mm -hmm. and we get the little flashback of them dancing and the uh, the sun champion yeah and they let us know that like yeah the dad was like kind of a hippie kind of chill like you know but he weirdly looked like the teacher that she saw earlier too i mean dude another another guy with with a beard yeah you know what can i say a lot of you know, a lot of nice tanned-looking guys with beards out there,
1: there which is amazing because there's not a lot of sun apparently. So when you get it, you get it, I guess. But isn't that part of the where it's like when the sun's out, it can be out, and it's like ten o'clock at night and the sun's
0: still shining? That's got to be one of those places, right? I don't know, but I I also wanted to say I think they're doing a fantastic job. Like, it, so so much of the first season was. And I, I think fairly executed in the second season. It's just like your mileage may vary on L.A. as a setting. But um, in season one, like Louisiana is so much like a character in and of itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like definitely. I, it's a very like beyond, do you know, breaking with tradition, so to speak, of the cop genre up to that point. The like, we're actually like, we're going home with the detectives. It's very focused on them and like the job or the toll that the job takes. We're yeah. also going very heavy on the atmosphere of the environment and we're not going to set it in your typical New York or LA setting. I think that's also why season two, like immediately pivoting to LA, felt a little like eh, to some people, but we like a good LA, like underworld sort of crime story. Of course. And Season three again, I think it's trying like they're doing the Ozarks, but they're kinda of trying to reach back to season one vibes, like aesthetically a little more. It's mm-hmm. still got its own thing, but you know, it's playing in the same ballpark. Right. Um I truly like two episodes in, I'm really feeling the night country. Like I mm-hmm. am truly getting disoriented because of the fact that we don't have any like traditional transitions between when things are occurring.
1: We're on the third like,
0: day, right? We're in December third. I couldn't catch. I didn't catch do, the they, date. They do They gave us a date. It.
1: I forgot how many days it's been dark. Yeah.
0: Yes, but it is that because you don't have the markers of the day or how much time has passed in the day, like, right. you know, you're kind to, to me at least. It's conveying that sense of like where you know up is down. I I, I don't know how much time is passing or whatever. Right. So I'll be interested to see if we continue to get. I mean, so they said this is the fourth day of night. Right, right. Thus far, so, December third, okay. because it started on the November 29th. Right, because so we open 3rd, with 4th. the final sunset, which we, I don't even think we addressed in the first episode. But the uh, the caribou taking a nosedive. I don't even think we talked about that. No, we didn't. The like whole opening of the show, but um, I just more than anything, you know, the animals being alerted to something or some presence or being commanded to do something however you want to look at it um but when i was watching it i remember just thinking like oh the thing opens with like some weird shit that shouldn't be happening with a husky happening with a husky it's like why are they shooting at that dog like why why are they shooting at him what the hell what's going on um and this is doing the same thing that that literally is as much connection as i made where i was just like Oh yeah, didn't expect to, to see that. And I've seen complaints online about the CGI. Guys, I'm sorry, like we can't just round up a bunch of caribou and fucking them right. off a fucking mountain, dude. We just can't do it. We just can't do it. Maybe back in the thirties. <laughs> Maybe back in the thirties they would have they would have done it. Yeah, they would have done it just for that. Come see the greatest, <laughs> yeah, slaughter of. Ever I was trying to look family. at that
1: because nobody's nobody's really talked about that. One guy's theory, just it's just a stupid red theory, but he was like, "Oh, the reason why." And again, I'm like, this doesn't work timeline to me. Just you know, he's like the caribou running. At the beginning, that's them being scared off because all of the men are running out of the facility. And I'm like, Well, that happens at night. Like we see them in night.
0: That doesn't sense. so that any, wouldn't that work. Any it sense wouldn't make all. Yeah. yeah It's after the first sunset. That isn't happening chronologically. Exactly. The one the one guy who's out there, though, is part of Solal, correct? The I one guy who's so, out there yeah. hunting, we do mm-hmm. see him come back. And again, it's just everybody's accounted for at this point, except for Clark. We got six guys still thawing, almost done thawing. <laughs> and we got one guy in a coma. But coma guy, I don't think visually from what I could tell, but is coma guy is not hunter guy, is he? No. Okay. I don't think so. Is the only other significance that I could possibly think of in terms of connection is like, if that guy is that guy, that could be interesting. Oh, dude, I didn't even think about this shit. What? Okay, so you're just looking at what the Redditors are throwing. No, no, out no, no there? not
1: even that. Just the idea of like why you could. Okay, there was a in the true crime world there, uh, Raymond Clark the third was a Yale, like scientists and he murdered a student there and he was convicted to 44 years so just based off that like a, as a nod to like a real true crime case clark did it you know what i mean like you could just you mm-hmm. throw that in there right there i just didn't even think about it because i've been looking for names and like just different things trying to like did you I look
0: just, into the diatlov path pass incident what's that um it's something that she uh Issa Lopez listed as like a, a big influence on just like the action, the setup, the starting point for this, but it's a famous Russian, uh, incident, I guess a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding it, but it's a bunch of dudes who went missing. And then I think some of them were rediscovered in the ice, but like they had no clothes on similar setup. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard about just made this made no long sense. Time ago. Yeah, I, I, I didn't actually like look into it much, but uh, definitely something I'm sure people will want to check out if you're wanting to do the, the lore deep dive. I don't know how much more we, you know, have to say as far as what we're learning about said cult, I, and I don't think that we're ever going to get a full picture of them. Not that I want one, but. The fact that we're two episodes in and we said Tuttle, I, it just kind of fucking broke my brain. But I know not yeah. everybody will have that reaction. But I like yeah. that the episode still plays, even even if you're not playing that game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have it doesn't have to be you know, it doesn't have to be yet until Matthew McConaughey shows up and then you're like, wait, were they setting this up all along? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally ready. We're going to be like, and I mean, yeah, we told you, you should have seen this coming. You should have been mm-hmm. listening to Tuesday's.
1: No, I can't. What the fuck? Exactly. Again, everything I've read, no one has mentioned the fact that
0: like his name. Travis na- even if Cole, it, we called it first. Yeah. This episode you, doesn't come out until Tuesday, but damn it. Gavin just watched the episode and, and he called it. And we don't we don't write for a major outlet, but we scooped it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we scooped everyone. But like, and but that's the thing is like, it's like you're saying it's like to to somebody who's like invested in it. Even if you're just like in casual, like I feel like the casual viewer, like mom, mom knows she may not know the name, but like she may watch it and be like, wait a minute, Cole. She may get the you know, especially if she watches all of them and then watches it again. But again, it doesn't doesn't mean anything because it's just the this it's just a guide into the spiritual. So it's one of those where it's like. This to me, just personally, this is hitting the level of like ninety-eight percentage of what I feel when I watch like Cobra Kai. Written, made by people <laughs> who love their original source material. So this is whatever whoever's doing this is like they understand it's all that like
0: it's all, it's all her, dude. She's yeah, no, writing it. Yeah, directing she, no, she every understands these episodes and she gets as far to, like, as I'm concerned absolutely killing it thus far. Yes, 100%. I don't, don't want to, like, you know, counter chickens before they ha- counter eggs before they hatch. What's the expression? Um, I, I fully think too, I she'll, she'll get, stick to landing. I don't want to get too hyperbolic, but, like, I've seen some reactions from people who have seen more who were like, it might, it might be as good as season one. Okay, and, I mean... That... And, and two episodes in... It's a different vibe, it's a different mode, which is all great and I'm still loving it. But like they're they're doing it. Like she's doing yeah. it. They're connecting, they're connecting the dots, the stuff that like fans have always wanted from this show. That maybe honestly Pizzolato was never gonna do. He was never gonna satisfy that stuff. He was fine to leave it as little breadcrumbs, you know. And mm-hmm. if you want to really like you want to really get cynical about it season three is very reactionary to the negative reception of season two of course it just is it's trying to recapture the magic in a lot of ways um again playing with timeline we got you know academy award winner in the lead that's a big deal and we're getting back more to like a core mystery but then even again we talked about it, and we have talked about it. The te- the fact that the whole connection to season one is really just a tease. At the end of the day, all it's saying is, like, these shows are happening in the same universe. Like, mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we kind of already assumed that, but it's just, like, it's confirmation. But again, ultimately, it kind of had nothing to do with it. So if you want to be really cynical about it, that's even more reactionary. That's Pizzolatto sitting there going, like, I know people want me to do this. Like, they want this side of it they want it to all be interconnected they want you know they want me to like get back to the crooked spiral blah blah blah. so i'm gonna i'm gonna give them i'm gonna throw them a bone so to speak Mm -hmm. but you remember i mean in the build-up it's because of like how it was teased throughout that season but also like in the promos and then on the like next time on sort of things we were waiting for it and there is a certain point in our season 3 coverage where you can hear us going like dude are we going to get are we going to get russ cole in the show like we were literally thinking that at some point oh yeah of course was like could that happen is that possible and uh yeah of course it never came to fruition and i think he wanted you to be thinking about all that and maybe it was another like kind of like bait to get people who maybe even hadn't started watching it when it premiered. Like, hey dude, they're actually doing it. They're connecting. But it ultimately never did. And maybe he was never going to actually do those things. Maybe he felt kind of forced to. So Ooh. now, as he's moved on to other things, I think it's the perfect time for somebody to come in and like do their own thing from everything we know. like She had this project as a thing called Night Country. Mm -hmm. Two detectives investigating this sort of thing. And then HBO is like, Hey, we're accepting pitches basically for what would people want to do with true detective? Like if you had your say kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, Hey, you know, scratch a few names out, change a few details. Yeah. Here's my idea. And so I think then when she knows she's got the job as a fan, The idea of like her mapping all of that stuff that we would want onto an already like what seems like a very strong character driven like story with a setting like I'm so curious like was it Alaska was it always fucking Alaska I don't know she's talked about that but even that it's like were you like oh I wanted it to be somewhere cold but like you know it could have been anywhere really it could have been anywhere but then to pick alaska if that is in fact the case and then be like oh this is even a greater way to like tie in all these threads and like oh loving it loving it sorry i keep hogging the mic
1: no you're good no so no when like when i saw night country this is this is just stupid me so like the night country is one of my favorite books but written by Stuart onan
0: And it's about the cover of this vividly. Right. Never never read it. What's it about? But,
1: well, the book is basically written from the point of view of these teenaged ghosts. And the logic and rules is whenever someone thinks about them, they appear wherever. So they're omnipresent. And it looks at the results of, like, what has happened to this town a year removed from these teens dying in a car wreck. Right. Mm -hmm. And so. Just because of my weird, I was like, what if this season revolves around a group thing like that, but it has the same twist that this book does, which ultimately takes you to this crazy place. You're like, oh my God, because of what it says and what, like how law enforcement is implicated in everything. It's like, oh, that would be the perfect thing. And I didn't really mind where it went and I didn't really watch anything or like read anything about what it was going to be. I just wanted to watch it. So the minute that we get out here and I'm like, okay, and there's all these things with like tying it back to one. And then of course, while we were waiting to record last week, I went and looked at what she was thinking about. I looked up that, um, the second lead that she's a box, the, um, uh, let's see. Callie, kaylee or however you pronounce name, navarro yeah. yeah she's a that she was a heavyweight champion in boxing and all this stuff and i was like okay like
0: yeah somebody pointed out that she's been on hbo before on like real sports like yeah yeah basically Long, or yeah. in something they were covering one of their boxing shows so she's yeah. technically already in the hbo family which exactly cool. yeah
1: yeah um so when I realized like, what it was all done, I was like okay but it's it's selfishly in my mind I was like wouldn't it be cool if somebody like tried to cuz I've always thought about like if I ever had if somebody ever like if I would I would sit down with that book and that's like the only book I would want to adapt and make a screenplay and I would do it for free and like I would you, you just put my name on the credit so people will call me to write other things because it's one of my favorite books and because they've already made the road and that's the only other book I've ever read in a day. So it is what it is. But that's selfishly where I was like, Oh, wouldn't it be neat if it was this thing? And it was kind of like incorporating that, but it's completely not that. And, the way that she's tying everything back into one, but also walking that line of, you don't have to ever have watched another episode of this show, and you'll love it. But if you've watched every season, or just the first season, you are going to be on the edge of your seat, salivating
0: for next week's episode. Yeah. I mean, and if all are, I'm going to give you is six, you you're going to love it regardless. This is just like fresh meat to all of the lore hounds, dude. I yes. mean, this episode alone i, I cannot believe and again, i missed one of the biggest ones i i cannot believe how much they packed in uh truly a knockout any other things we want to tip for i again we're left on the note of like all right clark's in the wind possibly we're on a manhunt now who knows my quick question just for clarification i'm gonna go back and watch this episode uh when they find the trailer that's not a body in that bed right was that remains or was that – it looked like it's something in the shape of a body but like almost like a constructed like doll or like you – know, Yeah, I don't – it didn't look like a body of, to me. Figure of some sort. That's what I thought as well. Yeah. But I uh, I didn't get a good enough look at it. I just wanted to ask like when they find that very back part of it. Um, we also – in the notebook that she's reading right before she gets called away to the trailer that Danvers is reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a reference to uh, our or go- your golden something oh my gosh mm. I gotta go back but yeah golden yeah, I yellow that. I immediately was like oh
1: yeah and then you got the again the spiral is just everywhere and like even even Rose says it she's like that's old it was before oh yeah when
0: she says probably it's probably before time she, she, no, like, no she, not before time she said probably she said it's older than Ennis, probably older than the ice when she said it's yeah. probably older than the ice i was i literally was like oh fiona shaw yes dude hell yeah um oh man uh we are we are all aboard uh if you will we are we are full dark no stars uh to reference yeah, yeah. a stephen king short story uh collection <laughs> uh i am all in a night country. I am absolutely loving it. Part two was a fucking blast. Any uh, final thoughts? Uh, any any big threads we kind of missed? Again, I like that we got a lot more of the Danvers-Prior relationship and the tension yeah. of like, it seems like there's maybe a shoe to drop as far as like, does he know about the affair with John Hawks? Because they reference like, you're going to be letting him down real soon. Like you're going to disappoint Prior as well. Like oh uh, yeah. So I thought that like maybe he doesn't know, maybe he has a different opinion of her. I don't know. But, well, that's who says that to her? Eccleson or Navarro? I think Navarro says that to her. Pretty sure. Or uh Yeah. Wait, there's also so there's the woman at the hockey rink who's connected to the mine who I kind of my, my radar went off at. So
1: the mine has to be Ooh. the accident with her and the son she had, because you notice when she's looking through all the stuff for Christmas, she pulls out the polar bear with one eye and there's right. the light flashback of her playing with the little boy. So mm-hmm. something had to happen at that mine that involved her husband and son, possibly either that or the mine's the reason they got sick and died or something. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. And then you've got the, you still have the thing with the, um the, the daughter, stepdaughter or whatever that like she's got the she's doing the tattoo thing her and prior talking she's seen the girlfriend or whatever right. more
0: more kind of out and out racism from danvers uh, right in this episode which i had heard kind of reference in a lot of the early podcasts like she's really kind of she's pretty shitty person and oh yeah no, I that's think the they, best part it's they like she's outwardly they definitely like, more cranked that up in this episode where I was like, oh, I see what people are talking about. Not that she wasn't kind of a jerk in the, or kind of gruff in the first episode, but I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, the whole way she interacts with Pryor's family. But also, I, I kind of red flagged that in the first episode as well. Pryor's attitude towards uh, his wife and like, oh, did you leave? Did you leave him with your grandmother again? Um, You know? Mm-hmm. That whole sort of thing where it seems like he's almost resistant to like, oh, I want my kid to be an American, so to speak, or like, you know, not a Nubiac. So mm-hmm. I just I I don't know. Again, I red flag that as like, again, because we're we're thinking maybe there's some sort of cover up element involving him and the dad, possibly with the first case. But again, everything we learned in this has me steering the other direction. But I feel like we almost always have some sort of cover-up element. So now, now you know who I you know I said, I said he's a red herring, without seeing him on screen. Now I'm wondering about Eccleson. Yeah, because he put her on. Whether he's whether he knows you know knows knows too much, or he's just being told by his superiors like, hey, shut the shit down, move it over to Anchorage, like let them have it. Um, but yeah, his immediate kind of like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, we'll kick this case. Don't worry about it. You know, I know you'd rather be doing other stuff,
1: which, um, is of...
0: very like, oh, I'm doing you a favor, but also feels very much like a lot of characters we've seen in prior seasons that are just like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, <laughs> I'll handle this one. I'll do, you know, I'll do mm-hmm. the big work, whatever. Yeah. Uh, very uh hey um irath we're going to
1: send this over to a task force cuz billy lee Tuttle uh you know the governor oh
0: yeah he's the governor's brother said, yeah, he's exactly.
1: he's down here to uh, to see what's going on yeah. you know so i just you know i don't make, know how many brothers there were in the Tuttle family like, but real cops <laughs> yeah yeah so and um, again the whole just her whole dynamic it's it's this weird thing to me that i'm like just i'm thinking about now just in real time like she's hooked up with a lot of these dudes but it almost seems like it's not a defense mechanism it's like a power move
0: Oh, 100%
1: you know like yeah. you would think like because like they could hold They think they could hold that over her, but it's like, well, no, it was you, and it was this guy, and it was this guy. Yeah, I did it. You don't want – do you really want people to know that you did this? You think you can hold that over me? No. Right. I did it. I don't care what was going on with it. I did it. And again, she totally goes over there to Eccleston to get what she wants, which is the case is staying here. You're not bringing it anywhere else, you know. and that's that.
0: And And he leaves it on the note of like if you don't get some some results soon, uh, but obviously it's like, hey. We got a suspect now, so mm-hmm. but clearly again it, did, did Clark lose it or is Clark acting on behalf of something? That's yeah. to me the the dynamic question you might want to ask there. And then, you know, whether you want to call it possession or not, I just I can't I can't get over that. That body shake from the first episode. Mm-hmm. That's just that should that shouldn't be normal. Yeah.
1: That's, and I mean, we're shown it again in the second one as well. Yeah. So it's obviously, yeah. No, I honestly, I think, I think whatever they were looking for out there in the ice, I think they found it to an extent. And whether that extent is like the microbe or whatever, or if it was like remnants and or artifacts of an ancient time when the ice wasn't there when it was a land bridge I just... when there were spirits when the things were changing when the earth was moving because of, you know that land bridges you know dams up or dry you know whatever there were maybe people who thought hmm in order for us to you know survive maybe we ought to like sacrifice something to the people in the sky the god the ancient gods we worship and that's where your spiral pulling back like that's the spiral of like not just life and the earth and the circle and the moon and the sun but that's like everything and if you want to keep that going for whatever you may have to sacrifice something here or there and i just i don't know i i whether it touches that again and it
0: matters it, it, yeah, you could not tie a single out. other thing to for season one I would still love whatever we get from here this, on out this sounds wild but I would almost now now I'm going full like reddit you know rabbit hole uh, I'd be curious how many murders uh, we could attribute to Childress I forget if we ever get a number a full on number dozens the end yeah. of the season but no, I'm, I'm thinking about the the crooked spiral itself and the ascension, if you will, if you're mm-hmm. like disappearing down the spiral or working your way out of it or whatever. I'm right. thinking about like how many bends are mm-hmm. in the spiral when it's drawn out. Like If there's a specific amount of moments when you left turn, if you will, the way I hope this series left turns into the supernatural full on. So you think you have to do maybe like six... That's why I was maybe, just... Maybe seven different these, left turns? These like public displayed ones or whatever. Yeah, almost as if like seven's the magic number. Um and you got one, you just had to get six more? No, because there was eight of them. So yeah, seven would be the magic number. If we're not counting any... We, we, we don't know how all this goes together, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I just I yeah. wish it was Sunday. I do want to ask you before we wrap things up, uh, while well, we still got our detective caps on, yeah, while well, we still have our badges out, did you watch the premiere of Monsieur Spade? Uh, no, I have, I have not yet. I will, I was, I've been binging Clive Owens' other series that was on FX. I'm almost done with that, Murder at the End of the World, which you hear great things about, and Yeah. uh, I have not watched yet, but I very uh, good. I both probably... shocked
1: that one is actually set, set takes place in Iceland, We're and right. I'm thinking they both these productions have it. They were actually probably in like next door to be they had to be other. buttoned up yeah.
0: against each other yeah. when they were doing this. Um so. yeah, I need to check that one out. I'm probably gonna wait until I'm done with Monsieur Spade. It's only six episodes. Um mm. that airs on Sunday nights as well. But okay. I, I make it Monsieur Mondays. I'm gonna watch that tomorrow night. Mm. Um first episode, brother. It it I mean, it is Primo. That's mm. not that's not French at all, but uh, holy shit, dude. The dialogue at top of notch, and he is just straight up doing like Dwight from Sin City mixed with Bogart, and it's fucking perfect. Mm. He's like totally in the groove, and it has that like true Dash Hammett thing of just like it's so dense. Like there's so much being thrown at you, and it's one of those things where it's just like he's going from scene to scene and you're trying to keep track of like all the clues and like, what is the significance of him talking to this person? But you get lost in it because just the conversations and the dialogue is so fucking good Hmm. that like, but it's, oh man, one episode in and I'm just like, this is hitting all the spots. It's a multi timeline thing that they're playing with. Very fucking cool. Uh, and is this the, all original or is this based off something that was
1: written or done? After no, or no, 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 so This think.
0: is all, this is, uh, Scott Frank, uh, mm-hmm. who did for most people, uh, Queens Gambit. He also wrote out of sight or adapted out of sight rather for oh, some of okay. Um, and he did that series Godless on Netflix as well. Um, the Western series, which was also very good. And, uh, is he's directed, he's directing all the episodes. And his co-writer on this is Tom Fontana, the uh, Mm. creator of Oz and, uh, you know, wrote practically every episode of Oz (laughs) with very Mm. little assistance, Uh, absolutely love him. And of course he, I think he's the creator listed as creator and wrote a lot of Homicide Life on the Street. So two like genre defining uh, TV shows uh and he hasn't done anything in a bit so yeah i was gonna say yeah i don't think i heard anything about yeah. him doing anything since oz yeah he's so being big two, so he's i think he came back and did i think rome was his thing on hbo the one oh that really yeah got, I forgot okay got too expensive basically for them to keep making it so it's only like two or three seasons because a lot of horses like, die in that one too? budget i don't think so i don't think so <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry to laugh do we always gotta everybody's gotta just just kick luck when it's already down man yeah never seen an episode me neither yeah probably Probably michael Mann. love you buddy uh but yeah uh for people who are you know if you want a completely different vibe honestly if you want more just like old school detective like what's you know what's going on here gumshoe um if you want that sort of vibe uh monster spade amc plus do yourself a favor uh great show running Get another ringing endorsement for amc plus yes we'll be uh running in tandem with uh with your detective night country's run as well so and then I another show to check out on mondays that's what i would recommend yeah
1: and if we throw in if we throw in another my other recommendation for murder you know, the world on fx uh fx just quietly killing it all the time for network tv as far as i'm concerned you do kind of have three different avenues of like how do you like your detectives do you like them like i'm gonna show spade and like just you know that angle
0: super old school but with a twist you know it's definitely neo-noir it's definitely like playing with the genre in an interesting way or do you this? Like, yeah sorry
1: well no no saying like and then you have like true detective which is like your boots on the ground detective series it it if you look at all of them as a whole it definitely has like it's a statement on like what it was like to be a detective what it's like to be a detective now And in this one, I don't feel like there's much of a gap, but it's still different. And then you have Murder at the End of the World, which is one of these things where, like, I've got, you know, I I haven't gotten involved, but, like, I know there's a huge community out there of just, like, tech, tech tech-savvy, true crime authors and, like, armchair detectives who have done lots of work on things to try and, like, figure stuff out. It kind of incorporates that a -hmm. little bit more, but at the end of the day, it also does kind of shove in technology and, like, just everything overall but it but again it's still like this kind of classic agatha christie we're all in this one place somebody died how did it happen who did it thriller kind of thing so right yeah beginning of the year if you're just kind of like one of the good movies coming out don't worry about it you know or season will be over soon you can see you know you we're going to do that soon we used to to call it
0: we used to call it detective december but you know what yeah we'll figure out a new name i don't know but uh all I know is it's fucking cold. So I feel yeah. like I am in the night country right now. Yeah, bro. It, yeah, it is like. Where is it? Where you guys are?
1: Oh my god! Let me look at my phone. I can
0: tell you, it is.
1: I'm at 25 right now. Is what it says.
0: Let me see what we got here.
1: Oh nope, 23. I'm at. We're at 27 currently. Okay probably feels a lot worse with that wind
0: chill coming off the yeah, ocean. Yeah, so. wind, wind chill makes it feel like 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's been unseasonable. A, a well, not unseasonably. I mean, it is January, but it's been fucking cold. Very yeah. Fucking cold lately. So. It's going to be
1: 65 on my birthday. So it if it's going to be 74 Thursday. But seriously,
0: so. it is kind of nice to uh, get... Get bundled up and snuggled up under a blanket and watch mm-hmm. uh, watch Night Country. It definitely fits oh, yeah. the vibes 100%. And then it's nice on Mondays to try and pretend like I live in a warmer climate and that you're in like the south of France and it's fucking gorgeous and like sunbaked. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, that'd be nice. That would be nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, say Levy. La <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I could do murder at the end of the world right now, man. Too Too much cold. Too yeah, much dude. It's, gold. Yeah, another But no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that. it. The other thing is just like I usually say, I can't do two mysteries running simultaneously because it's too many facts to keep straight in my head, and I end up like putting a, facts in one show that aren't there and like conflating the two. But uh, I was like, no risk of that happening with True D and Montrose Spade. Like, oh no, no, no just completely different vibes. But uh, yeah, all right, hell yeah. All right. Well, you We're stay back, warm. Feel freeze. breeze. Yeah. This was uh, part two of *True Detective: Night Country*. This, this is Detective Blanchard, and yeah, this is Detective Blanchard. And uh, we're right, just just for the time being, we're gonna close this case file. This has been Tuesdays with Noah. We yeah. have.
1: We'll be back on my birthday for the next episode of True Detective. Oh shit. Next Night episode on your
0: birthday? Yeah, son. Dude, what if we get a birthday present and by that I mean either the action set piece of the season or oh, my god hey.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: I that, think I mean that would, be, would be the great. wildest that would honestly be the wildest shit. If they were no, just like, I got hey, it, dude. hey, everybody's thinking like, oh, you saved that for the finale, right? It's just like, no. And then here's the fuck of it all, dude. They introduce him and he's fucking dead. They already got to him. Carcosa already got to him. Nah, dude.
1: You you start, like you, you tease this epic gun battle in three, right? So four starts and you don't you haven't seen a thing and you think you're gonna find out through flashbacks what happens but it's just people talking and describing what happens and someone says well what about that other guy what guy the the guy in the truck that just showed up out of nowhere oh the guy with the yeah yeah the guy with uh the, well where's por- he, at? he the got the porn stash
0: and the yeah and
1: and the, the guy Jesus with the hair. long stars yeah <laughs> well,
0: what happened with him oh well he um the guy driving the Lone Star beer truck, 18-wheeler?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened with him? Well, he's uh, he's recovering in the hospital. Hey, you got an ID on him? Last name says Cole. First name Rustin. And that's just like you don't you subvert it completely. We don't see a giant gun battle. We only hear about it in the aftermath. And if we see anything, it's like 10 to 15 second flashbacks. We don't get it in its entirety. And We piece together what happened through broken but different accounts to try and figure out actually what happened. And that leads us into the fifth episode, which is then being like, oh, we got to talk to this Russ guy. He lays it all out. And they're like, okay, well, now we know what we got to do. And the sixth episode is them all working together to figure it out.
0: Here's the real question. Does all of this lead to an encounter in the dark? where jodie foster is being pursued by an assailant that she cannot see except this time we're not in a basement we're out in the middle of fucking ice that was just would saying no dude that would be what if, no, what, dude, what if be the, what if the finale is is silence of the lambs on ice <laughs> right and we're literally in the darkness of the night sky no stars and you're only like you can barely see anything,
1: and as 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 it's getting to, it's going to be drawn down on her. She turns, and the sunlight rises behind her, blinding whatever's coming at her. And she can finally see it and takes it out. Whatever it is,
0: how it's long right is at the, the. How long are the? Is this thirty I, days of night?
1: I yeah, I think so. Yeah, is that what we're dealing with? Yeah,
0: just one. I think month, it may, it may be like a month and a couple days. I'm I not sure. I tell if they made it sound like it stays dark here for like half the year. I don't think that happens anywhere. It's not a thing, right? Like, no.
1: There's some places that it does on certain, at certain years, They because of the way the earth tilts and how we do it. There's some places that it stays light the entire, well, isn't that the, wasn't that the plot of one of those things? Uh, not the third day or whatever, it was like, it was always light out regardless Wasn't that like a subplot of the third day? The third day. The Jude Law thing.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Wasn't uh, that a thing? Honestly, I forgot. It was always light there. It never got dark or something. I can't remember. That was another one that went full on cult and was uh, pretty, pretty fucking interesting. Yeah, if you never saw the third man. Is that what it was called? I thought it was the third day. I don't know. The third day. You're right. No, 100%. Yeah, the third day. Yeah. What a series. And they did that whole live stream thing. People just like, I don't know. That was like a whole thing. They put Mm -hmm. a lot of effort into that shit. I feel like myself and maybe like, maybe like a couple hundred other people watched it. I mean, I caught up when it was all said and done, but I didn't do the
1: live thing. That was around the time of like COVID, wasn't it? Think so. That's why they had to be like a live stream thing or something. I can't remember. I think it was that. Also, yeah. I feel like so. we got shortchanged, dude, because this would have been perfect coming out in November with all the Christmas shit. Mm-hmm. Like I get why they moved it, but at the same time, like this would have fit perfectly It'd be this nice little detective Christmas thing just rolling on into it. But I mean, I, I can appreciate yeah. pushing it back. It's okay. And again,
0: it's working because because of the weather. All right, we already took yeah, yeah. the sign off. This is this is bonus tape. I don't know if you yeah, listen, but I I did keep in some of the bonus content last time. Okay, so yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I appreciate oh, that. Hopefully, people enjoy these little uh, these little footnotes, these uh, whatever you want to call
1: them. going off the record. Yeah, these are just our personal detective notes. Nothing in the file, just the facts. Man. <laughs> <laughs>